to the social hub of positivity, the shop, the social hub of positivity with me today. I've got quite a unique coupling. I've got a very unique coupling. I've got my brother and his wonderful daughter. One of his wonderful daughters. He's very lucky. He's good. He gets to choose from a few. So, here's the crack. Not an easy, my brother. And uh, obviously, by that, blessed. Blessed. He's also a tin whistle lubricator. But he's a senior master in the fine art of Taekwondo, which obviously they're going to talk about uh, to any lengths that you want to. So a lot of people in this town will know, in this town, this is going to go out more than Chippenham, but in our community, Don's known for all sorts of good things. Um, but Sinead, you've got some stuff that you're going to talk to us about, about a little business you, you set up, which I think is excellent. Just to get, encourage people to, A, on the one hand, we're talking about... Uh, Self-defense, of course, but we're also talking about a personal uh, health, mental health, and physical health. So, over to you guys. What should we say? What should we say? <laughs> oh, so many questions, so many traumas. Don, how did it all begin? Well, I was picked on by my younger brother for many, many moons. What's that true? Yeah. Now we, um, I think, uh, from our side of things, we come from a very large family. And um, I said it in an interview, actually, where is it, one of those ones up there. We did an interview where we talked about almost like being a wolf pack. Uh, one of my older sisters was highly indignant by that. But I just meant in the fact that we kind of uh, stuck together as a pack, so to speak. And we used to hunt uh, bison. Whilst, whilst we were still around. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of us would sort of go at the front and the other trip it up and then go in and then we'd, we'd eat it. Yeah. The, the sister that was indignant always got the tail end, <laughs> the tail end of the bison. Can we just keep this serious, please? Because she might be watching this and she's traumatised. Every time she hears the word bye, son, she's, she's, she's be traumatised when she said goodbye to her children. Anyway, when did you start doing Taekwondo? Because you're a senior master. I want people to get their heads around this. That, what does that actually entail? What does that actually mean? Um, basically... Well, actually, I started in judo, as you well know. Mm -hmm. These guys and girls don't know that. I started in judo in about 1979. Way before I knew guys. Back in 79, and I swear at Was that Jim? Was that then, was it? Oh. No. So, it, the fact it, of the matter is, I started out then, that was later. in 79, yeah. I was going to say. Dexies. And uh, I did judo first, and then from there, uh, my instructor, God bless him, and his name is Ian Grant, if you're listening, he uh, left the area, and unfortunately, the club was not able to carry on from there. And luckily for me, my new instructor, as I called Andy Davis, who's now a grandmaster, came into the area and we started training with him uh, back in, actually on the 13th of July, 1981. 81. So I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we're coming up for 40 years now on that one. Amazing. So to get to where I am, you have to stay around a few years. You have to um, sweat a couple of times. There might be a little bit of blood involved, but not too much. And seriously, no pain whatsoever for me. Can I just interlude that? Interlude? I don't know if you know that's a word. If you notice that Don has got Bruce Lee on the... But Bruce right. Lee was quite an influence yeah. on our... On everything. Because back in the day, we were very fortunate. Our mother, bless her, had bought a video, video machine before you could actually rent them. And we had to buy the, the films for £30. And she bought... One of the films that I'd never seen as a young person was Enter the Dragon. Now, 
how these stories converge is that whilst Don was back in Arya Benson, wasn't no, it? Was it Benson. Wasn't Arya Benson? Yeah. Um, and he'd met Andy Davis, uh, one of the fantastic twins who ended up being our instructors later on, Cadbury Heath's club. Anyway, I didn't know he'd start this. It was days before communication, days before even smoke signals. And I watched Enter the Dragon, I think, 29 times. I knew all the words, at least, and I thought I knew all the moves. So when Don visited our house when we lived at what was then Aria for Levington, I, uh, I think I might have been about 17. I was something like that, 17, and thought I could take on my older brother. And I thought, no, I've, I've got to a sufficient height. Well, I've been at a sufficient height since I was three, to be perfectly honest. However, so I, I goaded him. Help you? I didn't help at all. I goaded him. I said, you see, Paul, Hayden told me about Taekwondo, by the way. And I said, so look, you know, later on, we're going to have a little fight out in the garden. And um, kept doing this all day long. Uh, I can still feel the pain and regret now. And at a certain point during the day, Don started doing various moves and naming them that lower block, middle block, high block, midsection punch, lesser. And the more he did that, my, I seem to remember not only my confidence draining away, but some of my blood, most of my sweat, and some of my inner organs turned to jelly. And I realized that something was going on. So we went in the garden. Well, I'll tell you how, you know, if you've ever seen Enter the Dragon and he, he fights his arch nemesis, the, O'Hara, isn't it, that killed his, yes, yeah. that killed his daughter, his, his sister, earlier on in the film, and there he was, and, uh, and I was like, yeah, my arch nemesis from childhood, oh, yeah, like that, and then, but this little thing of lower block, midsection block thing had got into my head. Well, the fight lasted something of about 13 seconds, <laughs> and ended with his big toe, somewhere... You don't want a big toe to be. I, I think I almost cried and screamed. And uh, we both kind of in a... <laughs> I, was, I was no no more Bruce Lee. I was more, you know, crying baby. Yes, I was. You went on from that. I think that's what spurred you on. I think initially you were probably, oh, it's not quite judo. Lower section of my Wait a minute. I get a chance to put my big toe in, in places that <laughs> nobody would go. Anyway... So what was How the long? How 40 odd what, years. What was the moral of that story? The moral of the story is never take on him, never take on anyone in their pyjamas, and never threaten someone with a particularly large toe. <laughs> Unless they've got a toe that's It's good. Well, you know, anything could happen, you could be in, in danger. So, so for my side of things, so you can imagine my delight. Obviously, myself and Ed used to have uh, play fights, as we did in the family anyway. We'd have play fights, which kind of definitely toughened us up to the world, what do you say? Yes. So that kind of helped. Um, so we'd often have little scraps and fights. You know, they were never vicious. They were never so vicious that he had to go to hospital, let's put it that way. And <laughs> I mean, he, that he took crying and screaming as a sort of just a natural expression of how I enjoyed myself. It was great. So the thing about it is this, is that it, it, the idea behind this, you can imagine my head going, wow, this boy is so going to get... A kicking today because he's been very very cocky yeah. and that's the thing never be cocky it doesn't work it's like a finger pointing <laughs> towards the way to your own bottom <laughs> ow yeah don't look at the bottom or the finger you miss all the heavenly glory you miss something up your chest you missing. but you went on from that to do to start clubs what was your first club in Chippenham it was uh, actually 
uh, what's called the Liberal Club. <laughs> the Rotary Hall, which can do arts now. Exactly. Do not. What's the chances? Yeah. All yes, these history. years later, history. you've got your wonderful daughter doing a whole self-defence kickboxing um, with our attendees at Candy Watts. We'll come on to that in a minute. But that's quite interesting, isn't it, that after all these years? The old Liberal Club, the now Rot Rotary Hall on Station Hill. Do you remember the, uh, the idea behind it in those days? What would occur simply is this, is that we, we, we literally blitzed everywhere in Chippenham, fly-posting everywhere about the mm. new club opening, which is hysterical. So um, when Bull was had an arch, we used to stick it you know, in there and all that place. Remember that? So we did all of that, and then on the first day, we turned up and the Liberal Hall is, or what's it called? The, the Rotary, the Rotary Club now. Well, it's a reasonable size, Thank you for but it was stacked. It was stacked. And I was dismayed to say the least. I thought, what is going on there? That's crazy. Mm. There's far too many people in here. So we decided that our, the ethos would be hard, hard training. I'm talking seriously hard training. So we could get rid of people that weren't, let's say, worthy. So the first week we had to least committed. You're committed. People okay. that weren't committed. Or committed Worthy. to an asylum. You know, times have changed quite a lot, haven't they? You just never even consider that as a, as a way forward. No, it didn't work. Well, they say it didn't work. It worked in those days because we had at least 40-odd people in there the first week. Second week, there was about six, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so I was chuffed to pieces because I understood that to be the way to go, which was kind of okay for a few years. And we got some great people. We had seriously top contenders, really good. We beat most people that came along, frankly, uh, but it had to change. So over the years, we actually got a little bit more educated on what we're doing and uh, then actually become successful in what we're doing, thank God, which kind of helped us to do a lot of this malarkey. Was it, am I all right in thinking, was <coughs> the next club that you had in Gold Diggers? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah we have the wonderful Mark S.B., uh, rest his soul. And Kevin Angel. Kevin Angel um, being part of it. That was great, actually, the floor in there, because it was sprung, sprung, sprung the dance floor. Sprung. Um, you only had to, the only issue with uh, the gold diggers, and by the way, I started working there some, some short time later, um, but the only issue with that is just obviously people get into altercations and what have you and drop glass on the floor, so we spent... <laughs> it didn't have to have an altercation to it wasn't, drop glass. It wasn't necessary, yeah. Sometimes it, it was necessary. merely an accident. Sometimes it was, so, how are you? Oh, drop the glass. <laughs> this isn't an altercation. However, if you were doing Taekwondo with bare feet, bare feet yeah. it's potentially quite lethal. That went on for a while. Yeah. And uh, bless me yeah, and the guys. Yeah, we did. So wh where did you go from there? Because you've had clubs all over. Uh, the thing about it, I mean, let's not skip over gold diggers because that's quite a big I didn't listen, I tried to skip over Don't gold skip diggers. Over, I tripped and I chipped my tooth. I'll teach you. The I thing about gold diggers was it was absolutely phenomenal because of the fact that we used to get visiting artists, as you, some of you don't know, but Goldiggers was really, really big on getting, you know, people doing their beginning tours uh, for... Oh, the warm-up dates, yeah, that's warmers, right. Yeah, exactly. And it just rehearsals, no, stranglers. Yeah, exactly. Stranglers, that was the whole thing. Yeah. So we had people like JJ Burnell, who would actually be inside the main arena doing their thing. We were out in the foyer training, and they, they happened to have a few of them would like martial arts. And JJ Bonnell in particular came out and just watched our gig. I remember some of the guys from Madness came, uh, when I say our gig, us training. Yeah. Because we would carry on training while they were doing their training, you know, their, their rehearsals yeah. inside. So we always trained, which is really cool. And we had quite a few stars come out and watch us. Um, ben Vulavonva from Curiosity Killer Cat. Ben Vulavonva. I can't remember his name, to be fair. Vulavonva. He was one of the people that came out Kesk and watched us. Say. 
Vavavoom. He speaks great. Yeah. Actually, he was great crack. Yeah. He was great crack because we did the security, didn't we? And we did. Remember? Yeah. My um, dog was on stage. Yeah, backstage. Backstage with those guys. Uh, curiosity killed a cat. Which, when you think that your dog was there, it's quite a dangerous combination. <laughs> but they were great fun. Um, a few, there was obviously loads of bands. But, uh, what's it called? Um, Magnus, they were great. Some of the guys in there, there was one of the lads in there was uh, martial artists. Quite a few really that, that would, you know, yeah. just listen, to come out and watch us train and think, well, get on with your job. Because I, I used to get quite, not not, but I think, well, you've got the main arena, get on with it so we can get on with our training. And yeah. we, we never stopped, regardless of what was yeah, going on. Yeah, I remember on. they were doing Golden Brown news. Hey, guys, keep it down. Yeah. <laughs> try to kick someone, try to give them a thong with my big toe. <laughs> In the pajamas, you golden brown. I'll give you golden brown in a minute, mate. Yeah, hey, yeah, that's right, John Jack. But now, and then what happens? Then what happens? That went on for a good while, yeah. And then Edward got the place closed down, they made it into an old age pensioners' place. That's right, now, well, well, once they'd seen the injury to my wrestling, (laughs) they decided to wreck them. They brought a wrecking ball to gold diggers. How, How long have you? I'm just sitting here talking about gold diggers. I mean, come on, <laughs> let's not do that. Sinead. A- a- apart from doing lots of wonderful things with Can Do and doing the self-defence, we've just had our first student go through the kickboxing, mm-hmm. um, which is brilliant. Um, I've got to say this before we go into it. That's entertainment. Carry on. I had to say that. It's a code. It's a code. Right, <laughs> not to you. Right. How, how did your career and what you do as well? You've got, you've got uh, besides kickboxing, keep fit, what else have you got going on? Um, <laughs> right to begin. Uh, I started off training obviously with dad. Yeah. Uh, so I've been doing it since I was eight. So it's over 20 years now. What grade are you at the moment? Currently, just got my sixth down. Fantastic. Is that not a. What was it? Seventh down as a master? One off, yeah. What is a senior down then? Senior master? I'm a uh, senior what? master's. Eight down. Eight down. Eight down, but how many years would you generally have to do to that? Well, again, between 35 and 40. Wow, wow. So 10,000 hours, don't know, 10 years to be something pretty 10,000 hours to be an expert, yeah. yeah. How many hours have you done? You way more. Three, four. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's just this morning. <laughs> At least 10. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. When I was a teenager, I used to train every single day. Yeah. I used to go to Taunton, if you didn't know. Yeah. I used to go to Taunton, Vizes, Swindon, Trowbridge. Yeah. Literally seven days a week. Yeah. I used to train. And then when I got older and up the grades, I started opening up my own fitness classes. So I train just one-to-one now. <laughs> Very lucky I get, like, private tuition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but as, I started, as my business started building, I started, like, training just with Dad. So, so. tell us about your business. What's, what's uh, it called? So I do, do? It's Sound Health and Fitness. Um, so I do fitness classes, which are, like, it's mostly adults that I have to it, and obviously online at the minute. Um, and I also go into um, schools that have kids with like autism and things like that and I run like martial arts sessions for those like they do these like sports day things yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just to get different sports in um, and I do personal training um, one of my clients he's got autism as well and I've trained him for for some years don't even know he's 20 now he started training Fantastic. when he was 13 um, so I don't know maybe six years I think I've been training one to one yeah. How has the lockdown, how has that affected your practices, both, both your businesses, has it been affected? Or are you doing online? It's, it's all online. We had to, we changed pretty quick. We kind of knew it was going to happen. We had mm. it in our head, like, right, okay, let's do this. We went straight online. 
So all of our sessions have been run through Zoom, so, and then obviously... Anyone interested now, could, could a beginner start with you online? Yeah, absolutely. So your fitness stuff, they could get in contact. So obviously we'll put all the details on this, we'll put it out there. Um, I know this one here as well, you Joe, the wonderful Joe Hughes. Yep. Um, what, how does, how does Joe, and I used to be a student of yours, both, both of them used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Joe and Daniela. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, Joe, uh, Joe, Big Joe. Joe Hughes, Big Joe Hughes, we're calling for now. As well, no, I say <coughs> Big Joe, as in shout out to Big Joe Hughes. Yeah. Well, I had to think about it, he was, um, he started working for us. His father worked for us on the door at Goldiggers. Remember along well. with the very fabulous Jack Frost, etc. Remember them well. All of these great guys. <laughs> oh yes. So, yeah. So you know, so and Big Ken, Big Ken, remember Big Ken? Ah, uh, So Ken. that's just the name of a couple of the guys, but they were a phenomenal team, um, molded by no, no, they, they were just great guys. We got them together, and they were boxing <coughs> big time then. Yeah, they? yeah. And Joe was specifically, yeah. he, was a, he was a good boxer in his day, apparently. Joe the Blow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. I didn't realise you cut hair. But yes. the thing about it is this, you've got um, little Joe, we'll call him that, and Daniela, uh, Danielle, excuse me, his, his daughter, uh, they both started training with us and they were absolutely brilliant. You can see there, I mean, they got little snippets of how good they were, but they were certainly high level in Britain, that's no question about it, and they could have gone on to further things. Yeah, just in Taekwondo. I mean, the yeah. thing is, Joe had a, um, a disability in his, his, I can't remember his left or right arm, to be honest, one of his arms, where he's, never he's, he's able to extend, uh, I think it's his right arm, he's not able to extend it properly, so he could use his legs and hands, and he did really well. Now, he was so... Really European champion. That's what I was saying, so he, what he did that. Thing. He did, anyway. He got to, they got to second down with us, yeah. their level, well, and then he went on to become you know, European champion in boxing as well. And it's about, it's about mindset. And this yeah. is something that we teach with the martial arts, you teach within what you do. And that lady teaches, you know, mm-hmm. it's about how you set your mind. As an example, just give you a list. It's kind of a boast, but it's not a boast. It's just a, pro, you know. This involves big toe, I'm out Praising, <laughs> praising people. As an example, um, a few years ago, we had guys and girls that were training with us. And they gave out, there is a connection, they gave out the results of the A-levels, uh, not A-levels. It was A-levels. A-levels, was it? In Harden, Hewish and Sheldon. I think of the top ten, well, am I right in saying five or six were with us? Yeah. Five or six marks. had the highest marks in the area. As, as in, you know, getting A-stars and A's and that. Now, that is a mindset. There's no question about it. If you can get something in your head and you think about it in the right way, and I guide him in the right way, and I don't say this is me doing it, but him and that lady, and my other daughter over there, and my other daughter, they all have different ways of helping people, and that's what it's about. And it's not us being pious, it's just we enjoy doing it because it's part of our life, isn't it? What's that enlightened, vested self-interest? If everyone feels confident and happy and uh, has opportunity, then everyone feels equal, and there's less negativity, less potential for mental health illness, and for all sorts of crimes and violence. And I, I personally have worked inside prisons. Hence, I'm always advocating um, community initiatives like you could sell us. Anything that, that is going to allow someone to develop not just an interest, a hobby, a social, to be social, but to look at their physical and mental well-being. No time in history, in our history, have we needed community centres like the Bridge Centre, by the way, and other uh, uh, areas, uh, buildings, not just gyms, because uh, um, we need all those places where people can. Because you've got your own place now. Where's where's your actual premises? You've got it's a um, Forest Gate, so it's right. Like so it's on the way out towards Derry Hill. Yeah, towards Derry Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, 
well, if you keep it long enough, if the council don't change their ridiculous plans, that will be part of the housing estate, uh, which is obviously unneeded. But you, people can go there, they obviously can't now, because mm-hmm. like a, a normal place, no one can go and do lessons, but they can, they can access this online. Yeah. Right. Uh, what about gradings? What if you want to do a grading in this? We're doing all do, those online as well. Do them online. Yeah, we had. So are all your patterns and everything else online. Do, we've made everything so that people can still get everything Perfect. they need to get. Perfect. Online, because it's nobody's fault. So we weren't going to say, okay, well, no one's going to grade. Yes. Yeah. Well, they're trainers, as you say. There's a really good high standard. You've got Everyone's lots and lots of students. Really well. All of our students yeah. have been amazing, haven't they? Yeah. They've yeah. just yeah. been like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. They've all been so. And actually, do you think by having that continuity, it's helped a lot of people and parents as well because we've some of them are, are actually participants aren't they yeah. Yeah. parents but that they, they say it, have they say it regularly yeah. you know they just say and again it's it's, it's not blowing smoke around backsides we care not a jot about this what we're doing we've had enough of backsides exactly <laughs> I certainly have I can't sit down straight how's your back I need my toenail back um, so That's more importantly more importantly the the parents are just saying they, they thank us mm. regularly for keeping this going, as I say. Yeah. Unfortunately, some of our guys and girls that we know within our trade have gone by the wayside. They just, they don't want to struggle to keep it going. And sometimes it can be a struggle, because mm. obviously the good news is that the uh, local um, landlords are very kind and they keep on charging us for all our rents. They don't stop the rent just because there's a small thing called a pandemic going on there. But, you know, we've, <laughs> we've managed to persevere anyway and keep going. Yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? It's a strange one because um, you kind of think that lots of decisions that were, you know, when life was going like a certain way, like rent, like all sorts of stuff, they go, oh no, we've got, to, we've got to put a sort of a hold on that. I'm not, not expecting all the landlords and stuff to um, go out of business, but if everyone equally is in a kind of a, a standoff situation where no one can work, <clears> no one, surely there should be a meritorium on payments and on planning. I keep going back to this. E- e- even in our locality, we didn't have we didn't have elections last year, did we? Because of the pandemic, so they held off elections. But yet, the same councillors are making rules and laws. They haven't really been voted in, so I don't get it. How can they keep pushing these things through? Why are why are why are people subjected to the same uh, rules that were happening before the pandemic? When quite obviously, not only are there hundreds of thousands of people unemployed, the whole uh, structure of society will have to change to be as adaptable. Not everyone's going to have the wherewithal to be able to put stuff online, but to be positive and be adaptable, link into as many community initiatives. That's why this social hub of positivity exists. Even if it doesn't exist physically, it will between all the organisations and individuals. Um, I'm just laughing actually because Ryan has just possibly sold his first his first oh, painting. Oh, so this is this is like perfect. So it's not just about the, 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 the capitalist or the commercial side of it, it's about the spiritual and the community side. So for you guys to and anyone, any organizations and businesses to have to pay uh, play by the old rules is crazy. In the same way because of climate change and all other sort of uh, um, <coughs> I say pressures, we need to really rethink about how we do things. What do you think will be the long term? I mean, it's brilliant that you've been able to. What about what? What about the uh, the 
health and health and health the beauty thing. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm one of the models, that's why I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know why you point at yourself. Like yeah, <laughs> the worst thing what, I could what do. About what about this? Hey, what are you going to do about this? Have you seen the state of this? We have got masks which will cover you. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Metal um, ones. Well, so Scion Health and Fitness is one part yeah. of my business, and then myself and my sister were planning on opening up a beauty room because we're yeah. qualified in like different beauty treatments. But obviously, like, we were very lucky in the health and fitness industry in that we could carry on and take everything online. Yeah. Hairdressers, beauty salons can't. Right. They've literally just been left to close, and right. they have no right. way. I mean, some have adapted that. Like, I know um, there's a few company or com- businesses that do like stick on nails and. Yes. Sending out things like that, but they can't. They can't do the treatment. So that ours went on hold. Yeah. But it, we're in the process. Hopefully, when yeah. we can, we'll reopen it. But have yeah. you discovered any new things that, you, obviously, business-wise, you, you did brilliantly with the martial arts, the fitness things? I mean, Joe Wicks has done a great job on that. That's mm-hmm. that's worked. What what other sort of life hacks and life tips that you you can think of that can help anyone that might be watching this? And if you're a local councillor, maybe it will help you because you think, yeah. I don't really know what I'm talking about. We shouldn't be building roads and new houses that aren't needed. <laughs> we couldn't we couldn't look after the young people before the pandemic. Look at the bridge centre. Carry mm. on. Yeah, I think that <clears throat> what we have done is we've done a, a pivot, if you like to call it that. We've yeah. changed, we completely changed the way we did things. I gotta be honest, in the first week I sort of stood around with them on my mouth gate thinking, well, how's this gonna work? Mm. And then I'd like to have seen that. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'll show you. It was like I just gonna so was he laughing for a while? Did you have to sort of avoid him in there? I got locked up. Yeah. So the point is, um, I thought, wow, this is this is great, this is great. So straight away, we we chit chatted, and I, I, you know, I, I, I had a, a discussion with people from other parts of the world. <laughs> Inside your mind, Australia, <laughs> Australia. <laughs> I speak with guys from Australia, which is great. And oh, yeah, I, I didn't realize you could use the phone. I didn't know. So. <laughs> That's why I got locked up. So um, yeah. the fact of the matter is we, we knew that we had to pivot and I think that's what people had to do. Not just us, everybody had to adapt yeah. one way or another. Unfortunately, as I've said, some people fell by the wayside, which is a real, it's just distressing because some of these guys have been trained for many, many years and they were phenomenal at what they do. Um, the, if you like the upside, if you can call it that, and we do need to look on the bright side, the upside is the fact that we went online, which is great, and the, the, the idea behind that now is we're going to keep that going. So even when we come back to live or person-to-person training, we're still going to do the online as well. Because there are going to be people who yeah. are a bit nervous about doing yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. we've already got, yeah. as an example, I've got guys that train with us from Painton online, which is really cool. We've got lots of Paintons around here. Maybe they could come and do a little job for us. I misunderstood what I was saying. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I don't understand what the man is doing. So these yeah, guys Paintton, we've got guys that are from... Uh, Warminster Brick Lane. Uh, no, it's not Brick Lane. Brick Lane? Where's that? So, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm prepared to teach celebrities online if they want to. Oh my god. The likes of Joe, Joe Wicks, my Joe. nephew, uh, Connor. Back in the day, um, uh, uh, Don, <laughs> Don uh, for, for his sins, used to come down to London when I lived in London. And he used to be Damon Albarn, the wonderful Damon Albarn's uh, instructor, which just in the London context was obviously great crack. So he, he'd come around and get to see Don every week. Uh, but then we bring Damon back to Chippenham to do his gradings, and it was just fantastic. Well, all the guys that hung out with him uh, back in the day will, will can testify. But yeah, you have actually done with me. Top to tell the pops is, is uh, look, look online. There's lots of footage. Let me tell you the story about that one because we went down with 
And he t- said to me, why don't you come down to the soccer six? It's myself and my other brother, Tommy, because there's millions of us. And uh, we, here's a little, little snippet into it. So we're in there, and um, the funny old thing, Oasis were there as well as Blur, as we'll call ourselves. No, not the first one. Though. No, not the first one, yeah, big yeah. one. Uh, but it was Jamaica, and that was it. I'll tell you what happened. Yes. So we're in yeah. there, and we're, tr- we're, we're playing, and we did really well in this soccer sixes, myself, Eddie, Tommy. It's called the first goal of all time. And who's your other guy? Shandy, who was it? Is Shandy it? in Australia, right? Shandy, if you're watching who's, this. Who's the, the family? The producer. Steve Street. Steve Street. Steve Street, yeah. 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 Cranberries, but mainly a blur, obviously. Exactly. And, uh, so Smiths. we're in there, and we're doing this. We were just playing football. There was just playing football. Literally. I was living because I had this, this <laughs> childhood injury. <laughs> That's his excuse again, rubbish. Uh, it's so, the first goal. Yeah, yeah, I think I scored as well, Edward. And <laughs> if, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> mine's, mine's on uh, YouTube, just so we're clear. Look for that, kids. Mine's my my goal's on YouTube, and Damon takes credit for it by jumping in the air, and that's all that goes in the paper. Yeah. Damon celebrates his teammates' Damon score. celebrates. That was great. Little man in pyjamas <laughs> kicking people. <laughs> so we're doing that. I'm walking. I went back to catch something. But I think it was a pair of boots and a pair of predators, whatever it was for Damon. And I'm walking back and there's a gentleman, I really didn't know who he was. And there's a gentleman called JJ from Jamiroquai, he's walking with me. So, so he just stormed the Capitol building. He could have done actually, it yeah. was him, it was him. But he's walking, he didn't have the, the, the horns. The the horns. So he's walking back with me, he says, oh, you're, you're with that, with Blur, aren't you? I said, uh, yeah, yeah, we're sort of, we're, we're playing on today, so to speak. And he says, oh, you're the ringers. Us, not myself and my brothers. Yes, we're disguised uh, ringers. Out of out of condition. <laughs> Me and Tommy, oh, me and Tommy, dreadful. have a look at these photographs. Yeah, oh dreadful. yeah, we're, we're ringers, that's so right. So I, I, t- I put him straight on that, that we Donut were ringers. ringers. <laughs> we were just enjoying life and we had a good crack, it was good. So that was one of it. Then we went on uh, later on, was it Mile End, the second one? I can't remember which one was. The first one was as well, the second one. We, we went and did a few at Stamford Bridge. No, didn't I didn't you? do that one, I could, I wasn't invited. Um, that no, it wasn't that, it was just because I, I still know. had trauma. Exactly, so the thing is, we went and uh, basically I ended up looking after Damon, so to speak, watching his back. The second one was uh, with Oasis, and they, they're a great band, they really are good at what they do. And they had young Liam when he was trying to get into the papers a lot. Look at the photographs of Liam and, and Damon. No, I have to put it, I have to put yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, because you'll see my fat heed in the background. Yeah, but that's, right, that's all I am, a background man. Yeah, exactly. But yes, it was true that Don was the was security for, for Damon Orban for quite a while there. Um, and obviously, he was our stage, uh, our tour manager when we went did, to support. Did you tell him about that when we went down and um, we went and did a tour over, over in France? <laughs> it was great. <laughs> what about, what about, this is going to come out in a book called Sex, Drugs and Sustainable Development. But <laughs> it is true that when we went to support Blur at the Paradiso in Amsterdam, we got the ferry, the band and all the gear and beautiful river. Richard, Richard! Richard, yeah, good old Richard. We, um, we got onto the ferry, and because we were quite used as children going to Ireland by the ferry, we'd always try and get bench seats. Now they used to get us to get bench seats and what have you. And so we said, oh no, look, we'll go. We looked at the map of thing when we got onto the, the ferry, we said, right, let's get down to the cabaret. So we'll have entertainment, and then it said, well, eight hour, 10 hour, whatever it was, uh, Crazy a trip. We'll go down uh, and we'll get benches and we'll have whatever. Yeah, kick down if we need we, to. We got down there. The place was empty. We r- rushed to get down to the cabaret. Uh, we went, to, let's go across and sit in the corner of there. And as we went to approach it, the columns that were in this casino sort of cabaret place had mirrors on there. And as we went to run, I thought someone else was running. And I was just standing back. They couldn't see anyone else in there, but I was sure. 
I thought I could see a crowd of people running towards the wall. I ran, of course, the more my reflection told me that I was looking at my Quick, skull. lads. Get Quick. Quick. <laughs> really cool rock and roll. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I, uh, that's why I probably do want to do now. What was Alan's sort of response to that? Was it Alan? Uh, yeah. yeah. He was talking. Yes, what is, he did. What is he doing? He didn't know what was going on. That's a time person. Great drummer. Uh, beautiful, oh beautiful Toulouse French sausage. <laughs> anyway, right, we can talk obviously lots more about lots of things. Any little life hacks you're going to give our good people in our community and anyone else that might be watching from around the world? Uh, one thing I started doing last year, because like we said, it was a struggle trying to keep the business going. We yeah. feel like it's not going to go. Um, I started doing a gratitude journal. Yeah. Which is really good. So wow. every day you spend five minutes writing down like three positive things from your day. Yeah. And I found it completely changed my mindset and I wasn't feeling so like yeah. quite everything. Yeah. How many times do you say on average does Uncle Ed come up? I mean <laughs> Tomorrow. Hey I'll <laughs> <laughs> be so, sure to write it down today. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. So another thing, the thing that I have done of recent well of years, many years is obviously it's looking after yourself, that's really important. Mm. Um uh, the, the lockdown made sure that people put weight on, including myself, because we weren't training as often as we should. Um, and it, it gave people a really poor mindset. More um, people, just to, to, just put, to interject there, the, the figures have just come out from people that have died just from excess drinking, and they've mm -hmm. really increased. And I, I, I can, I can So this, this is all as a direct result of this. So what we try and do is we look at a positive mindset. It's so hard all the time. Mm -hmm. But we are so blessed still to be here, touch wood, thank God, mm -hmm. at the minute. Um, so we're blessed to be here. We need to make sure that we're trying to take care of ourselves and our loved ones, obviously. That's really important. Mm -hmm. And our extended family. You know, yeah. like you've got Kendo as an extended family. Ours is Taekwondo and that. So, you, you know, we need to look after each other. That's really important. One thing I am doing, and I haven't done it uh, for many years, but it's actually meditation. Fucking people. No, I don't. Do that. I'm a man of peace and love. Man of peace. So yeah, peace. Meditation. Peace is there. So it literally, it's meditation. I'm not joking. I actually genuinely would meditate. I have a specific. <laughs> Your mouth. Uh, 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 I told you that was locked. Okay, so, sorry. Uh, exactly. That's uh, not meditation. That's yeah, just so, stupidity. Uh, <laughs> so stupidification. Twenty-four minute meditation. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah and. My young lady says to me, have you been asleep? I said, no, I've actually been meditating. Yeah. So, oh yeah, uh, that you, one. You need somebody. <laughs> Eight hours. It, it Why is you in bed? <laughs> it was overnight. <laughs> so, Eddie needs to meditate. Well, just snore when you meditate. I'm really thinking about things. My brain vibrating. <laughs> so, Edward needs meditation sometimes. Medication, so, medication. Medication. You know, uh, medication. Oh, it's dedication. Sorry. Meditation. That's what you need. So it's about breathing properly, and it, you know, yeah. I know, you know, yeah. certainly people suffer from anxiety and things like that. But if they can take a big, well, ten good breaths, there's no word of a lie. Stand there, take ten good breaths. Yeah. You look a bit stupid, but take ten good breaths, and let your mind calm down a little bit. It can actually get you through that particular. Right. Moment of anxiety. Have you got anything online that people could tune in for med 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 meditation, relaxation, gratitude, just these life hacks? Have you, okay. Yeah, so the, the program that um, my dad uses is, um, it's a different company that do it, but I'm a coach for them as well. Yeah. Um, so you can, and you get access to loads of workouts and stuff. You can do it from home, so if you don't want to do classes through Zoom, yeah. you can do it this way instead. Perfect. And it's got nutrition tips and things. It's Brilliant, I was going to say, so, so basically a holistic approach to keeping well yeah. mentally and physically, <clears throat> not just in this 
time because like you said about you've changed some of the things you'll do it we've done the same thing about our open mic and it sounds what, what's that got to do with anything we used to do it virtually physically in Revo again we hope it's amazing like the old road Lindsay and the guys at the old road do a brilliant <coughs> open mic obviously in normal times they're fantastic but we started this thing now as I say it's 45 minimum we've done by the time this goes out it'll be more um, every week for 45 weeks we'll keep that going regardless because there's people that are sending from all over the world from Ireland Croatia whatever anyway and all over the area and up and down the country so it's going to be a conduit for us and to work with the community anyway so that even if we had a hundred a week don't know what I'm talking about hundred well hundred open mics yeah if I wanted to yeah, what well, you could do yourself. No, not myself. I could organise them, anyway. <laughs> I'll get people out of Anyway, it's never been the physical, same since physical ones. The backside. You now, exactly. That's where my brain is. You, you could be brain damaged. You, um, the, the idea that there's a whole world of interaction communication that, that can be a positive that's come out of this. Brilliant. But, well, let's think positive because obviously the positivity is the fact that people. And I've seen you do it with Big Brian, God bless him, he's yeah. a wonderful guy. Oh, yeah, and you yeah, guys yeah. here, I've watched this and I think it's really cool what you're doing. All of this lovely art, some really great artists uh, and, do, and music and everything else there. That's positivity. Oh, and, yeah, absolutely. And, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, don't yeah. forget, we're, you know, we've done our sentence almost, this year's sentence that we're supposed to do. I didn't realise we were supposed to, but apparently, yeah. you know, we, we've well, done it. We've done okay. it. I mean, that's the problem, isn't we're it? We're coming out yeah. the other side of it, yeah, so yeah, there's yeah, where yeah. it's positive. And... I don't know. Couldn't even vaccinate blessing Captain Tom. He raised over 30 million for the NHS yeah. and he died of COVID. It's the. I mean, celebrate him. Well, what's it saying? Why did they say COVID? I mean, it's just saying, bless him. That a country, or people who, who, who are so, so, so in charge. You don't want to sort of recriminations, but I noticed that we need to, we, we, we kind of need to learn from our lessons. You cannot have people who haven't got any empathy in charge of anything. Not even their own shoes. No. But you're no, right, positivity. I think the positivity is an important thing because people have had enough yeah. negativity. Yeah. Uh, we've had about a year, well, nearly a year exactly, almost of this bull, and I'm not going to swear, but yeah. bull. We, we um, wouldn't have had to have if it had been organised properly. In yeah, the totally, place. we know that. So the yeah. fact of the matter is, what's Just happening? Just need to say that, people. It's I don't bull. want to keep going on about it. I agree. It. If we forget it, I agree. again. Fight, come on, fight. How, yeah. how, many, how, how many lockdowns do you think the big? Do you think this is the last lockdown? I'm going to say that it's going to be the last full lockdown before Christmas. Did you see that joke on the on the on the well, th- uh, only three lockdowns till Christmas? Well, but you know, so it, sad. Yeah. I don't, so I don't, sad. I don't. I, yeah, exactly. yeah, I don't want to bring negativity. Of course, positivity. So of course, this is why this We will start. We'll yeah. start uh, easing out of this. I hope in the LS space that we have to at some stage. And the more important thing is that yeah, the, the vaccines, the vaccines, yeah, the people that didn't get it. So the fact yeah. of the matter is, if people can get these vaccines in their arms, yeah. uh, I personally am going to do it. I don't know if everybody believes in it. I am going to do it because I think it's it's important, mm. uh, and I'm going to make sure I get my jabs when when I'm allowed. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to some great times ahead, guys. I hope you are as well, because let's face it. Oh yeah. You know, it, it's this is where we are. You know, yeah. we, we're here do, do, doing stuff. With young gigs, people. Gigs, we've got all like that. We've got loads of stuff planned, but you know, life, as John Lennon would say, is is, is what happens to you when you're busy making other plans. <laughs> The positivity and the adaptability is vital. So you could have all these plans, but if something gets in the way of them, like a pandemic or <coughs> a badly planned government, um, you can have a um, 
you can have at least the wherewithal to survive and get through. Because it's not just about surviving, it's not just about the daily treasure, it's about some of these amazing things. It's not even about travelling, because you can do it in your mind, can't you? Mm -hmm. So meditation, you've got your home base uh, um, education as well, yeah. but also all your physical stuff, your uh, exercises, relaxation, dietary stuff you talked about, anything else? Look after others, do you yeah. know? So, yeah. I mean, you know, we're pleased to say that we, over the years we've managed to do various charities and it is about well, looking yeah, after them. I mean, your gig yeah, yeah. is specifically that. Yeah. You know, you're looking after others and, yeah. you know, we're always happy to support wherever we oh, can. absolutely. You we know, do. And that's what other people yeah. should be doing as well, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Looking There's after fantastic, fantastic uh, people involved in the mm. communities all, from all, all areas, not just around the Chippenham community, obviously, I'm talking about the world community. So amazing initiatives, we can all learn from each other. Any final words before I don't bore you or the audience anymore? Uh, I don't think so. No. You're saying you're not going to bore us? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I was lying about that. I just, um, you know, very pleased to be here, and I'm glad that the guys and girls are helping us out there. It's very kind of you. Shannon Lee in the background hiding yeah. there. But I'm pleased that we're able to do this, and, you know, I, I think that you're doing a great job, even though you're my younger brother. God bless you. Younger brother! When we were kids, I said to him, ha-ha, I'll get you back one day. Yeah. How did so he look older than me? What's yeah. that about? <laughs> That's why you should do That's that thing. He's actually old, older than me. That's why you should do what he's talking about. Don't do what I'm talking about. Yeah, what I'm talking about, yeah. Good times. Right, thank you very much, everyone. Thank you to Rebecca. Thank you to Louis. Thank you to Shannon. Thank you to everyone involved. Candy Watson. Right Cross Community. Any councillors out there that would like to come on and explain uh, anything about what's going on? Uh, anything, actually would be really good. <laughs> Any councillors, come in, talk, tell the community what you're, what's going on, yeah? Nice one. <laughs> Peace and positivity. Bye. Right, today we're going to cook a minestrone. Minestrone just means mixture of foods. It's been around forever in Italy, as far as I know. Um, it's changed over the years and to include tomatoes, um, but I might talk about that a bit later because I guarantee that when Ed comes and talks to me, he'll say something about Leonardo da Vinci which we shall come to later. This meal, I just calculated that if you buy some celery, um, carrots, onions, cabbage, a tin of white beans, a tin of tomatoes, a little handful of macaroni, um, and you've got some store-covered things like some oil and some herbs, in total, all those things, a kilo of those things, will cost you £2.78 right so what represents here is probably about 50 p's worth maybe a pound's worth of food and we're making a meal for four people essentially it'll cost about 30p a serving so it's real cheap and also it involves a bit of carbohydrate a bit of protein in the beans and you've got your vitamins and your vegetables and the joy of it being a soup is that everything's in together so if you boil vegetables and tip the water away you lose a lot of the vitamins and minerals within them but if you cook everything all in one pot you're, you're ready steady for for um just a real good all-round meal if you fancy a bit of vegan cheese or ordinary cheese on top then you get a little bit of fat included too Anyway, so all I'm going to do is I'm going to finely chop all the vegetables. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to use all this celery. I'll probably you know, I'll stop when I think it's enough. So I'm just going to chop it really finely, the celery. All those of you who out there go, oh, I don't like celery, you'll be pleasantly surprised. You'd be surprised how many people go, oh, I don't like celery. Right, so I'm going to do some celery, and then I'm going to...
chop up a carrot into tiny bits too. I've washed all these vegetables. I'm going on the prices that come from a well-known large food retailer that is open at the moment in lockdown. Um, you can make a minestrone from any kind of vegetables you want to make them from really. Um, there's a type of minestrone that's called a minestrone verdura which means it's all green so you could do that with cabbages and um, courgettes and uh, broccoli, any, any old green thing really that spring onion, a bit of celery. Um, you could put red peppers in and other things like that but the one we're doing today just on the basis that it's always better to just cook with the food that's in season saves you a lot of money it's better for the environment because you haven't got loads of air miles and flying your courgettes and peppers in from Spain or anything else like that is that you've just got what's available at that time so I'm just chopping the carrots into I don't know, eight millimetre squares. Don't worry about how big they are, but they're pretty small. You want to dice them because what I'm going to do is, you might see some recipes where people go, oh, you've got to chop everything really finely and then do them in this order of when you should fry them and how much you should fry them, etc. However, if you do all the bits the same size, you end up with everything. You can fry them all at the same time and, and it doesn't really matter. And anyway, you're going to boil this soup with all the other ingredients. Um, what's interesting about this little mix, if you've already got your 49p packet of celery and your 49, 43p pack of cabbage <laughs> and your bag of carrots, which I think were 43p a kilo today. So you get a lot of carrots for a kilo. If you've got all those ingredients already and you chop up like this, sorry, it's a bit of a difficult onion. But if you chop up ingredients like this um, and fry them, you've got the base for most dishes that you can create really quickly during the week for quick meals um, that will feed lots of people. So if you did this same chopping of the vegetables approach and then when they're done, I'm going to lightly fry them. You could use that as a base for a shepherd's pie which would be a very similar version of this minestrone, but minus the stock and minus the tomatoes. Add a bit of soy mince, add a bit of the lentils, and you've got the base for shepherd's pie. Or you could leave out the stock, leave out the pasta bit and turn it into a bolognese. So in Italian, I believe it is called a soffritto that you're making, which I guess means something like softly fried. Anyway, I'm going to put on uh, the cooker, just to get a big pan. Um, I, I really like cooking in pressure cookers. Lots of people are quite scared of pressure cookers. I'm not using one now, but if you ever get a chance to invest in a pressure cooker, you can make really good, lovely meals all in one pot, like a big stew, um, bolognese soups, all sorts of things really quickly. Right. I put some olive oil in the pan, I put some garlic in the pan, I'm going to put the vegetables in the pan, so carrots, celery and onions all in the pan, so, so they're sizzling a little bit and then hopefully once that gets up to heat, once that gets up to heat that's going to just fry gently for a few minutes. 
and when we we'll let the, that fry for a bit give that a little stir um, again you don't really need to stir things all the time if you, if you can manage to coat them with enough oil you can sort of move them around a little bit I think sometimes um, you can get into over stirring and then everything falls apart so just let it fry a bit right next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to put in eight in a tomatoes um, you can get, well, the ones that got got today are your finely chopped tomatoes in Lisbon from a well-known supermarket. However, if you buy the basics, so it's actually the same cost as 28p. So you don't need posh tomatoes particularly. I'm going to rinse out the tin as well um, so that you get the last bit of bread for that. There's a little bit of water in the, the tin there. I'm then going to add some liquid stock you could use um, you know a, a vegetable stock cube or you could use um, uh, the, the powdered stuff as well bouillon stuff as well I've just got this one which is it which is a liquid stock um, and I probably put a tablespoon full in I'm just sort of shaking it in but a tablespoon of that would do um, I'm gonna put a good splurge of tomato puree in if you feel like splashing out if you get the sun-dried tomato paste that's extra nice because it's kind of sweet as well but it doesn't matter a bit of tomato puree and then I'm going to add the cabbage I'm going to add the cabbage to it in there then I'm going to add um, this much macaroni, what is that? That's probably two handfuls of macaroni. Might be too much, I'm thinking at the moment. So I think I might just go with, uh, well, maybe I will. Maybe I'll do two handfuls of macaroni. Put that in. And a little teaspoon of, um, this is, this is herbed de Provence. Now, I like this one better than ordinary general mixed herbs because mixed herbs have got loads of sage in and um, quite frankly I don't like sage that much but I mean that's a personal taste you can use mixed herbs you can use fresh herbs whatever you've got to hand or no herbs if you don't like them don't worry about it so I'm going to do a spoon of herbs in there as well um, I'm going to put now the salt the stock is usually quite salty so you don't really need to add a huge amount of stock but of salt so I'm going to do a pinch of salt and some black pepper I'm going to give this a little stir as well just to get that going give it a little stir and I'm going to just get some black pepper would be nice if we had any okay so I'm just going to add um, around I'm going to pour if you want to come and look at the pan I've added probably a third of the pan topped it up with water so 
so you've got some something for the macaroni to absorb as well right I'm going to leave that to cook for probably 10-15 minutes I'm going to give it another stir just to make sure um, if you think it's looking a bit thick and might stick add a bit more water and then we're going to just leave that and that basically will be your minestrone I'm going to add a little top up there and I'm going to turn the heat down so it's just on a simmer rather than boiling quite as rapidly as it is right um, I'm not going to put the beans in yet because if you boil the beans they go all soggy um, but you do want them to take up some of the flavors so I'll probably put them in in about in about 10 minutes time but right now that's just going to sit and simmer for 15 minutes and we'll come back to it soon well Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Donnelly, Donnelly. Have you made us something nice for tea? Uh, hopefully, yes. I mean, it's not minestrone belladonna because that would be poisonous. Okay, well, don't put belladonna in anything. Just means beautiful donna. Okay, but I don't know whether that's the case. Yeah, we've rapidly made a very cheap minestrone. Um, very cheap. Can I so just I think say? I just calculated something like I think I said earlier something like thirty p a portion. Portion. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we worked in. Minestrone, of course, for those of you who are not aficionados, aficionados, in fact, or just anything. Donna's particularly good cook. This minestrone is very healthy, wealthy, and wise. Interesting thing. Leonardo da Vinci used to have his own recipe for minestrone because it incorporates so many good ingredients that he actually spent a lot of time perfecting a thing. There's a good reason for it. So it's a multi-purpose food, dish, nourishment, interesting. Great thing about cooking, it's like alchemy. I'll keep saying it. Right, so would you say that cooking healthy food helps your mental health? I think it does. I was going to come back to the Leonardo da Vinci bit because earlier what you missed was I said later on Ed will say something about Leonardo da Vinci. And I was thinking the other uh, the other night about minestrone. I said, and I was thinking about I have Leonardo. Quite boring life, and, you know. I'm not allowed she to thinks about I think about geniuses. And I was thinking, hang on, Leonardo's recipe can't have included tomatoes because tomatoes didn't go to Italy until the 16th century. Um, so there weren't any tomatoes. So Leonardo's recipe was basically I looked it up as well. It was basically pretty much a veg stew. And like I said earlier, any mixture of vegetables can be a minestrone. It doesn't have to be what we just did. We did veg in season because that's you know much more economical, much more sustainable, and they're quick to chop and easy to chop uh, and really cheap. So, sorry, sorry, are you yeah. trying to say that Min you're basically more of a genius than Leonardo? Leonardo didn't use tomatoes, everyone. Okay. Leonardo, so where's your tomato? Come on, numbers. you and little actually, Pasta didn't get to Italy till about the 14th century and Marco Polo, so maybe oh, 19th century. Oh, that's funny, because so, I thought someone else invented... Interesting. So thought, the Chinese invented noodles and they? they went with Marco Polo back to Italy. Okay. So noodles went back to Italy. Okay, so... Um, although most nations say that they invented noodles. Yeah, who, who do you say quite a lot? Who do you say that say made it, invented most types of food, in fact? Well, uh, if we want to get sort of generalised about it, yeah. so... Um, Chinese say they invented most foods, Italians say they invented most foods, Jewish food quite often gets lauded as being, making most foods. I have even heard Croatians say that they invented grilling things. So every nation owns mm. uh, owns the food that they make and have a, but obviously 
as, as people have evolved, we've worked out cooking. Cooking food is better for your brain. There's a lot of research about how you cook food. Isn't it also because before we used to have, before we developed cooking food, we had massive stomachs and small brains, and because we eventually learned or developed the idea of cooking, that it broke down the food sufficiently enough so that the energy it took to break it down inside was less. Our mm -hmm. brains developed, mm -hmm. and now, ladies and gentlemen, and now we can make all sorts of brilliant decisions based on our intelligence. So it's a fascinating thing, cooking. It's also sort of quite a communal thing. Um, that's why I've got a bit of a thing about doing a one-pot dish that you can chat to people while you're doing. You don't have to look at a recipe. You don't have to think at length. Be brave. It's like it's like the base ingredients for that minestrone are the base ingredients for so many different meals. Just just chopping those mm. few vegetables up, and you can use them for so many different things. And if you find yourself going, oh, I haven't got time to cook and, uh, and I've got to keep an eye on this or, or that, actually, it, there's a real joy in cooking, but being with other people. I, I totally understand if you, if you have a kitchen that means you have to go and be away from anyone else and there's not much room. It is harder in reality because you, you kind of can be either a bit lonely or you kind of want to keep an eye on something else. It's not always that easy. But doing something like that, it's fantastic because you can chop it in, I don't know what we did, five minutes? You can chop it in five minutes, chuck it in the pot and leave it. And you've got a really wholesome meal all in one pot. Nothing's evaporating, nothing's going away. You're not throwing out a lot of um, what, you know, boiling water or anything else like that. It's, it's all in there. Um, so, yeah, obviously, stuff is really good for your mental health. And your, and your stomach also, if you eat lots of rubbish... This is a kind of interesting thing. You need to keep your stomach healthy and your stomach bacteria. Your stomach is Bio like a real... Stuff. It's yeah. a massive thing, isn't yeah. it? No, it's and like your fifth, another organ, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and if, if you, you need to keep this, the right stomach flora in you and that affects your mood, that affects your, your brain use, it affects your digestion, it affects your whole energy levels, all sorts of things. It is maintaining a good microbiome, as they call it. So all the things we sort of think counterintuitively, like we should avoid bacteria. We shouldn't avoid bacteria. There's bacteria in yogurts, there's bacteria in fermenting vegetables like sauerkrauts and all sorts of things. Um, they're all really, really good for your gut. And I don't know if anyone's ever sort of noticed that when you're stressed, you kind of sometimes don't want to eat, or when you're nervous, you get stomach ache. And that is a genuine thing because... Doesn't sugar break down your immune system as well? Your, your body starts to tell you you want sugar. So if you eat bad things all the time, if you eat loads of sugar, your body will tell you, hey, you need some sugar. Yeah. Uh, and, and it just adjusts so to what your body... If it has a lot of something, it thinks it wants it all the time, um, which isn't always uh, such a good message. <laughs> um, but things like sugar... It, it, it's it's zero it, it's of zero use to your body it's like we crave it but it, it is of zero use to your body um it's amazing when you think yeah. about all the all the trauma and all the horror that's associated with the production over the years of of sugar mm. and uh, how that has it has affected both financially and um intellectually and emotionally the whole development of the mm. part of the western world mm. So it's actually a really insidious, bad thing, isn't it? On all levels, the production of it, of really, all those yeah. slave traders that got compensated 85 But we are really drawn to it. It's like, um, 
Uh, I was talking to. We're drawn to it as a gateway drug to heroin. To, yeah, I was talking and to that's somebody from Zimbabwe a while ago, and, and he was just saying that that um, go, going and getting honey from, from trees that are killer bees in, <laughs> just get the honey, get the sweet, get the sweet stuff. Um, and bears, there are all sorts of animals crave sweet stuff. Bears crave um, honey from bees. That Wait a minute, don't bears just look for the bare necessities in life? Mm, yeah, prickly pawpaws, pawpaws, and things like that. They do. But yeah. actually, it's a weird sort of craving um, that, that we get sometimes. But, it um, is. And also things like, I mean, I don't want to have a sort of bee in my bonnet, but it's like Bees, sometimes, honey, sometimes we bears. tell ourselves that things can replace loads of sugar, like a smoothie or fruit, uh, bananas or dates or um, date syrup and all sorts of things, but they are still all sugar. And <laughs> they are still all lots of sugar. And if you have... A smooth fruit is a smoothie rather than as the fruit you don't get the fiber from the pulp and then you need the pulp for your stomach and, and dairy pith. products aren't good for you either are they and, and also or anything derived so from animals plant-based so the game changers watch it that's entertainment okay we're what you don't think that plant-based diet is better than a, a plant-based diet yeah but the rule is eat food mostly plants don't don't eat you know you, you don't need to eat loads of animal-based products you don't need to eat any of those things or byproducts even milk yeah I, I, could, I could yeah the, the game so changes is a, is a different thing because it's not about it's not necessarily so much about um it's nutrition it's or was it not as much about nutrition there's all sorts of sustainability arguments and all sorts of things about why you probably shouldn't eat meat so 75 percent of animals on the planet are ones that we make or breed for consumption as food which is really terrible because it means our whole biodiversity the whole systems are really mucked up as a result of that um, but to go back to sort of the mental health bit, as mm. you said, yes, of course it makes a difference. And like we were saying in our last podcast, the very interesting thing is that although we know that certain foods are good for us and certain foods are bad for us, and we know that we should have a good meal or we have, should have certain um, things at certain times of day and we shouldn't consume this, we shouldn't, shouldn't consume that, a lot of the time we don't do those things and it's always an interesting question why or we might find excuses why I can't possibly cook a meal and, and really it doesn't take very long um, you might be pleasantly surprised that some, some things come out alright and being brave people um, I think sometimes we rely too much on recipes written in front of us that go how much of that shall I add, how much of that shall I add and we, and we lose our senses of smell our senses of taste <laughs> you've got Covid sort of, surely you know, uh, and yeah, <laughs> but but just kind of working out what might go together in experimenting it, it, is good. Is good stuff, and you don't need to be massive. Trusting your memory as well, your taste memory, because yeah, you know absolutely. what things taste like, yeah. don't you? And you yeah. know, so you imagine surely that, that that what they might taste is a fusion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I know what you mean. So people being braver, people also. What about self-growing? Even in, in, if you've got even a flat in. It herbs in a plant pot. Mm. Having, the, uh, having fresh, any fresh ingredients is a really good thing. Obviously, yeah. allotment society, wherever you may be around the world where you're watching this, but we're very fortunate. We've got a great mm. allotment society in around Chippenham, and with the young people here get benefit of a the mental health, the physical health of, of growing food, but also uh, planting, growing it, and learning how to cook. Mm. Any top tips? Oh, on that note, you know what you just said about Lawrence. So, I mean, one of the things about living on the island that we live on uh, is that 
in in the depths of winter, so ancient Britons used to mainly eat turnips and not a lot else from what I can gather. We didn't have potatoes, we didn't have lots of things. Um, carrots only sort of got orange and came over with William of Orange in the 1700s. So there's loads of sort of traditional foods that we... Oh, we're quite limited in the winter in the in the UK as to what's available. And just cultivating different things you can make um, out of the same ingredients quite interesting. We've got loads of squashes that we grow up at the we grow at the allotment and they keep forever. They they'll keep it right through the season. As soon as we're all back after this lockdown, you know, lots of our young people have come up with whole meals based on one ingredient. From from squash soup to a squash cake to, to pumpkin fritters, you name it. Um, you can use lots of the same ingredient in different ways as well. Um, any other top tips you said? Yeah. Yeah. Snacks. Give me a healthy snack that people, because I know that a lot of people, sometimes the idea of going to so much trouble, although it's good for your health, it's good for your mental health, to to look after yourself so that you prepare and you go to the, go to the necessarily amount of trouble to make a nice wholesome meal. What about a snack, a healthy snack? What would you call a healthy snack yeah I'm a, I'm a difficult one on the old snackers because mm. um, I'm not a big snacker um, oh I'll, I know what you're thinking I will but he is I will I will, I will say that sometimes I, so I, cool. we have this thing and and oh. you know I could maybe sort of give a bit of evidence and research about it well, <laughs> if anyone was interested but there's a lot of a lot of evidence to sort of show that it's better to eat when you're hungry than go, I must have breakfast, I must have lunch, I must have dinner, I must have tea, I must have whatever, I must have these set meals a day. So little and often, that whole idea. Sometimes, Cut out the snacks, you and say. Some people, some people will just eat one meal once a day, and that's yeah. it, and they're absolutely fine on it, and they've trained their bodies to, to work like that. Other people get really obsessed with, I have to fast, I only do this, I only do that. If it becomes an obsession, then it's not very healthy. Mm. If you're thinking all the time about what you should or shouldn't eat, and when you should and shouldn't have it, and it becomes a sort of mantra, and that's all you're thinking about, it's not. Very, it's no more healthy than than uh, doing some of the things that you you might find aren't that healthy. I suppose snacks. I don't know. The doctor told me recently that eating loads and loads of pumpkin seeds is really good for you, full of magnesium. They're quite nutty and things like mm. that, and they're really cheap. Um, flat jacks if you wanted something a bit carbohydrate and oaty but then again they're full of sugar so you know you're unless you don't put any sugar in there yeah. down on, on sugars um, piece of fruit not a bad idea but mm. then again you don't want to eat you know five a day is great 15 a day is pushing it on your digestive system again it seems. yeah um, so, so overall, we're talking about locally yeah. sourced, seasonal. Yeah. Um, eat when you're hungry, little and often, mm -hmm. as opposed to, um, and then also you're talking about trusting your instincts, trusting your taste buds, trusting your smell, mm -hmm. and being creative and being brave. Mm -hmm. So not feeling stressed and not having all those. And they, I mean, some of the cooking shows out there, uh, they should be ashamed of themselves. There's you know, so many people that haven't got two mm. pennies to put together. I was talking and they're yeah. going into walk-in larders and coming out with 
stuffed ostrich. I was talking to a very elderly lady in London ages ago and she was saying that she watches cookery shows and then she goes out once a week and she thinks, oh, <laughs> she that, that looks really nice, I'll go ostrich. out and make that. And she goes up to the shops and she find, and she finds and she's remembering what they've said or looked at the recipe and it says half a teaspoon of, you know, I don't know, so, so some rare herb that you wouldn't ever use otherwise. And she goes, why is the whole pot? And comes home with it, and then she's got a cupboard of loads and loads of stuff she's only ever going to use for one one thing, and spent loads of money on it because she forgets that she's got it. And and I've got another friend who I hope is not going to watch, but but she's whenever she's whenever she's friends. whenever she's cooked me a meal, she will literally buy the recipe, put half a teaspoon of a thing in, uh, and if yeah. and uh, and if she hasn't got quite enough of it left, she will genuinely be in a quiet tiz about whether whether it's going to taste right. So, so, you know, we've lost our instincts on lots of things about food. We read a sell-by date and go, can't eat that, it's past its sell-by date. Yeah. Loads of stuff will keep for months and months and months. Just smell it. <laughs> Just smell it. If it smells bad, don't eat it. And if it smells all right, eat it. You can't go far wrong. Um, obviously, don't take our word for that. We can't smell the yeah. things that you're smelling. So don't be blaming Donna Lee. If he's got, you who know. made your tea and said, <laughs> uh-oh, she's poisoned thee. Right, well, that'll be the end of yeah. that. Donna, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you to... Oh, should we do the last bit of the soup? We're just going to put the beans in. The last bit of the beans? Yeah, yeah, do yeah, that. I'm going. Yeah, put the beans in. All right, okay. Yeah. Which beans? There's beans there. All oh, right, these... Cannelloni beans. Cannelloni beans, everybody. They're going to put them in there, stir them in. Yeah. Job done. My, my shopping assistant today bought quite expensive cannelloni beans. You very can, expensive. in fact, buy them for 38p. So cool. So locally sourced. But thank you to Rebecca, Louis... Thank you, Donna. Donna Lee made us something nice nice for tea. tea.